Ben Harbor, Michigan is a unique place on the lake that is home to less than 10,000 people, but with the hearts of 1 million. From the outside looking in, there's a strong emphasis on place. You know, the location on I-94. He was saying how the women really chase that popular guy. So the, so the guys, they don't want to be good guys. They want to be the bad boy. You know, if you're nice guys finish last. You know, that's almost a true statement in this community. Like someone told me, someone told me I was too nice. You know, how, how do I be too nice to someone? How do you be some, too nice to someone that you might love, that you love? You know, maybe you should be a little hard. No, don't people change and not being themselves because it's not what the girl wants. That's not what the women want. And everybody, well, I don't say everybody, but then they want the women. They want the popularity. They want the, the things that come up, come along with that, the glitz and glamour. So that was something that we talked about. Um, he talked about how much money went through Ben Harbor. And I don't know people cracked the jokes about the scam. <laughs> we chuckled about it, you know, about the, all the money that went through Ben Harbor as far, as far as the scamming or whatever, you know. Um, went on this this, this past uh, this, during the pandemic. And um, he's like, you know, none of the people really they just got the money and they bought cars, they bought clothes. Nobody invested in nothing. Nobody tried to invest in nothing to to get out of it. He was saying, you know, back in the day, he remember even guys that was involved in illegal activity, it was a thing where they, it was in it, they got out of it, and they made something out of it. Yeah. It was like, yeah. it wasn't nothing they wanted to do forever. Mm -hmm. so it was something that, it was temporarily, you, you support your family, yeah. you did it, and you got out. You know, but now it's just like, they want to stay in. They want to, oh, I got the most money. Or I got the, my, my watch cost 10000 <laughs> So what? You know, it's like who 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 really cares? What what does that benefit <laughs> watch with ten thousand dollars? You know, it just yeah, it just don't make. I don't know. It just don't make a lot of sense to me. You know, like um, we talked. We even talked about how you know they might got a you got this seventy eighty thousand dollar car, but maybe your mom stay in the projects. Mm. You know, your mom stay. And I'm not down in the projects right now, but it's just the mentality, you know, the, again, the mindset of the people here in this community, because it, it looks good, you know, but to anybody with some sense, that don't look good. You know, your mom's struggling or your dad's struggling, your grandma's struggling, but you got on a $10,000 chain, a $10,000 watch. Make, make it make sense, because so that makes no sense. Are we... And I, I can even get this from even the interviews that I've heard that you've done is influence is really it's flashy in this community. Yeah. Or so okay, with saying that, let's pause and actually hear from as what well, I call him Crenshaw. I don't think I ever call him Andre. So I want to hear from Crenshaw okay. with in in his words. When you think of influence in this community. What does that look like? Coming from Ben Harvey, you got it's more street influence than positive influence. Mm. You know, you gotta look at, you know, if you're a male, you see what the women like, you wanna do what it takes to impress the women. And a very high percentage of women are influenced by the street life. Okay. 
And you say street life, what do you mean by that? I mean, you can be a thug, fighting, selling drugs, street life, legal activities. Legal activities, okay. You think the girls kind of, the girls like that, so the, the guys kind of go to it. The girls love that. I like it. Love it. <laughs> they love it, huh? They love it. Okay. Okay. When we think about leadership in this community, what does it look like? You know, my father, Ralph Crenshaw, he was commissioner 30, 40 years. And all it takes is one clown to ruin an organization. You know, they always always oh, too old. We need some young blood. They get young blood in there. There's still so much confusion. So, you know, we as black people got to come together first. Mm-hmm. You know, I use my dad as a prime example when they sold parts of Gene Clark Park. And people was complaining, oh, oh you're selling out the city. And my daddy said, come on, let's go look. Say, look, look how filthy it is. Nobody comes to this beach. Mm-hmm. We got people coming in, they're gonna clean it up, put houses around, and we'll make money off of it. Because nobody that from my area, we didn't go to Jane Clark Park, it was too dirty. Mm-hmm. So it's always Yeah, I know I didn't either. Yeah, it's always in the future. Yeah. So the leadership is not about age, it's about coming together, stop trying to fight. Yeah. We're on the same team, but we fight each other, everybody ball. So we can't we can't get nothing done. Yeah, I, I, I talked with another guy and he said kind of, nobody, nobody want to follow. Like if you get that one person to lead, you know, you have, everybody want to be the lead. It, that nobody want to follow who in charge, you know what I mean? And nothing wrong with following a great leader. Exactly. Crenshaw. Uh, there's so much that I can say about him. and But I just love that he's just so direct <laughs> he's just like no this, this is how it is this is what i see this is what i know so mm-hmm. i'm just really glad that you were even able to have this conversation i can i can probably listen to that whole conversation all the way through but i know for the sake of this podcast in this conversation that we're having that um we do have to break it up a little bit because i really want to hear what he has to say involving um did he tell any personal stories or any stories when it comes to leadership or power? Because that influence, uh, when he he nailed that one, because that's exactly what we see on a daily basis. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, let's listen to a little more. Okay. <laughs> Can you tell me about a time when you saw someone demonstrate leadership? Use my cousin T-shirt, perfect example. No, I was always a nerd, spoiled. But I was drifting off in that street life. He said, Oh, you know what? No, you're not gonna live this life. And made me go to back to college. Not my parents. I didn't fear, you know, I love my parents, but I didn't fear my parents. Mm-hmm. I feared my cousin T-shirt. Yeah. So even though he was a street cat, he still had loyalty and respect, which is the older guys don't have that anymore. Yeah. You know. And, and that's something that we talked about, you know, was you know, he had that older cousin that was an influence on him. Whether his cousin, like he said, was a street guy, he wanted, he didn't want him to live that life. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times now, the influence, oh, go with that money, go with that money, look, cuz, you know, get that. You know, they, they encouraging the younger guys to do that, have that fast life. You know, not even since it's so many guys, younger kids here in Ben Harbor with potential, you know, and not just basketball and 
football, but, but, but in their mind, they got potential, but nobody's pushing them to, to, to go further the education or further to just do stuff right. Even though what they do, they know is wrong. And nobody's influencing our, our younger men to just do right, you know? And I, I think like me being a passport to, to um, manhood guy. Yeah, I can say it, you know, and they, um, but I might be this corny guy to them. Mm-hmm. They already look up to the street guy, you know what I mean? So, and we have, have more of these street guys influencing and not preaching, but, you know, kind of talking to them about where this road ends or where they see their friends have gone, you know, maybe to prison or death or, you know, where the street lives ends. Maybe we could change some of the mindset again. You know, you see the keywords, they've been mindset. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. change the mindset of our youth about, um, about choosing this path. You know, because right now, a lot of them caught up in it. You know, a lot of them caught up in it. Like, I, I got guys that I met a few years ago, you know, maybe at the teen center, and I see in the path that they're going down, and it's just like, it saddens me. I try to talk to them, and, you know, it's going one end out the other. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, not, I'm, not a street, I'm not the street guy. You know, so it's just like what your parents might tell you something every day. Hey, RJ, don't do this. RJ, don't do this. Someone that you maybe look up to. Tell you the same thing that your mother told you 30 days straight, one every day out of the month. But this other person that you look up to said the same thing and it's had a, a more powerful impact, you know, on your life. You know, oh, I said we need more positive influence from our street guys to encourage these young, young men. It's another way. Now, I'm not sure if he says it during you all's conversation, but I feel like it's important to tie in the name or the cousin that Crenshaw mentions, even when it comes to the impact on 49022 and a little bit of history. Hmm. Um, we're talking about 2003, was that three? 2003. I think it was 2003. Yep, 2003. Yeah, summer of 2003. Yep. And how people still continuously tie us back to that day, but don't know of the the history um, that even happened before that, that led us to what happened on that day. So he talks about his cousin T-shirt, but I didn't know if he talks about what happened to T-shirt during your conversation. If not, I feel like we just need to give the people a little bit of background. No, no we didn't talk about it. Um, but as you know, and I know, um, that's what started the riot that we had here in Ben Harbor. Uh, he was a teacher, was a young man riding on his motorcycle in the inner city of Ben Harbor and was chased by the police and um, flew off his motorcycle and uh, passed away. So um, that was a very trying time in Ben Harbor, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the community, <clears throat> the community rioted on, was it Empire and Broadway? For like a few yeah. yeah. For like a few days, you know. Yeah. But it was a it was a very trying time in the Ben Harbor community. That was he, he was a well beloved man in Ben Harbor, you know. Um, but yeah, that was a uh, that was the cousin that he was referring to about teaching him, you know, the right and the wrong, and and forced him, hey, you need to go to college, you know. This this life life not for you. Yeah, he, he said he was he was leaning toward, you know, wanting to be like 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 his cousin, you know, mm-hmm. street life. Yeah, but he said, but he said, you know, his cousin wanted better for him, you know. So, I think that's big, you know that that made him 
changed his mind, said, okay, maybe I can do something else, you know? Um, but like I said, we need more of those. We need more t-shirts around here that's encouraging, mm -hmm. encouraging their family and their friends to do positive. Instead of, even though I'm doing negative, I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be better than me. I know you heard that that, that saying before. Yeah. We need more people giving that. More, more people giving that spiel. So I, I go into more of the interview. Okay. If you, you see somebody that can beat potential, look here, that's not the life for you. Yeah. So, so, so you say probably a lot of the, lot of the street guys now are probably, you say they're encouraging the younger guys to live the street life too. Be honest, the older guys, jealous and hating on the younger guys. I try to hate motivate. I mean, the, the older guys really ain't got nothing to show for nothing. Yeah. You know, at a certain age, it's time to leave a certain life alone. It's on death or jail. Don't yeah. be a snitch. Yeah. And you see that so much. She'll make you want to get out with this. God, I got it. It's a drug. I got to do this on social media. I got to get the women. After a certain age, it's time to raise your family. Yeah. That's a lot of lack of that for amongst the men yeah. raising families. Okay. As a community member, uh, let me see. I believe we have a wonderful mayor. But I think some people don't know what the mayor's job is. I believe they want the mayor to be out here picking up the trash every day. They want the mayor to be at every hot spot. They want the mayor, they want the mayor to do a lot. Yeah. And I don't even think they get paid much down there. If they even get paid. But, but people complain, but what are you doing for your neighborhood? I see people complaining, but you look at their house, you look outside the, their house filter. Yeah. Should, should the mayor come clean your nasty yard up? Yeah. But you complain about how the city is looking, how the city is running. But it, most times it's your kids and your family members that's causing the ruckus. Mm -hmm. so, so what do you do? And, and, and that's where a lot of the influence comes from, starting with the family. I would tell people, like, um, think, man, you had a station before about, uh, how the older generation, and I, I even say our age, you know, 35 or 40 and older, um, you know, on social media, they have the food. They're, they're clowning. They're they, they putting up things that's embarrassing. So what, what do we expect? Because we're giving that influence. What do we expect the children to do? Let me tell you something. I don't believe nothing my daughter said, teacher said to them. But see, some, so many people can't control that moment. Some of their kids say, oh, the teacher say, oh, I should be dead. But now you're going up there cussing the teacher out, ready to fight the teacher. When the teacher really said, if you don't stay out these streets, you're going to end up dead. So the elders, I mean, the youngins ain't got nobody to look up to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I say, I, I try to be, and that's why I, I try to be a positive influence working, working in the team. So, you know, um, we need more people to start, you know, once once everything on this COVID gone, and we need people, positive people, yeah. to start coming and um, coming and uh, volunteering. You know, you can't hire the whole city, but getting some positive people in there, you know, maybe yourself. Uh, no I know a person like um, I always say, um, uh, a guy, a guy like John Moore would be a good influence on a lot of the younger guys. He, he a guy that. Yeah, he might show up in a nice car to the kids. They think, or, or the younger folks, I don't think just the kids, but the younger folks see him come up with that nice car. Oh, he's a, he a drug dealer. But no, he's he a really intelligent young man. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, that's 
you know, it's it just like we need more of those influences. You know, it, it, okay, the pastor and the drug dealers who got the nice stuff. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But you can actually be a working person and, and have nice things. But our younger generation, they don't believe that. And we talked about, he talked about that, uh, you know, he said he don't believe nothing his daughter say the teacher said, you know, mm -hmm. when you got the parents, they just cuss you out. They cussing teachers out, ask, asking questions later. They, they don't care. Are they just spending these kids for anything? No, your kid knew it was a hard sweep and your kid got caught in. It's just like, we got to start holding each other. We had to hold mm -hmm. our kids. We got, we got to be accountable. Mm -hmm. Nobody want to be accountable for nothing. Everybody want just... It's, they want no rules, and it, it just can't. We can't. You can't go through life like that, you know. And that's why our kids think they can do and say whatever they want to say, whatever they want to do, because nobody's held, holding them accountable for their actions. Like I don't care what the teacher for. I, I I very seriously doubt like a kid say, "Hey, you gonna you gonna be dead," you know. Like like he said, I was a whole different way wording, but the kids take it and they run with it, and the parents ready to snap. And nobody talk to my baby like that. You know, um, we gotta teach we gotta teach young people to, to have conversations where they might disagree. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and it's it's okay to disagree, but um, listen sometimes. You know, get the get the whole story. You know, from that teacher, get the whole story. It, it is just like holding them accountable. Mm -hmm. Nobody want to be held accountable, which is an issue. It's an issue. You know, I talk to our kids now. Hey, getting up for class, and I can't get up that early. Well, I'm like, what, what time did school start when, when we was in classroom? Now they can't get up early because it's online. Why not? You were making excuses or why you can't get up. I, I don't buy it. You know, so I hope our youth, and I, I've been encouraging them, hey, get up, do your work, you know, do your work. Because they thinking because this is COVID, when stuff open back up, stuff going to be sweet. I don't might end up behind because no one's pushing them. Nobody's holding them accountable. They're not in the classroom. And the parents are not holding them accountable. You know, parents, make sure your kids are doing the work. Make hold them accountable for what they need to be doing. Cause when the world opens back up, they're gonna have them grades that they not been able to get up and go to class for. I had one young lady, she said she go to well, her sister told me she go to class. She don't person in the classroom. You mm -hmm. know, nope, none of the parents are checking. You know, they're not emailing the teachers and but when when those grades come out. Who they gonna blame? It's yeah. The <laughs> oh, it's, it's the superintendent. It's the superintendent's fault. Yeah. It's everybody else's fault, but the child and their parent. It's everybody. It's gonna be everybody. It's gonna be Miss RJ's fault. Yeah. You know, it's go. It's gonna be everybody else's fault. It's gonna be my fault. Their fault. Because they're not holding them accountable. And I and that definitely goes back to leadership, not just in an so elected, but leadership inside of the home. Like you are a leader for your child or your grandchild or whomever your guardian is, you are that child's leader. So even if it's leading by example, by you getting up and going to work, you need to get up and log in, log into class. Yep. Yep. So what does Crenshaw have to say about power? Let me see where we at. Fast money fast, blow fast, end up with nothing. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much how it goes. Pretty much how it goes. Um, do you believe it's a, a lot of pressure to be in a leadership role in this community? <laughs> Depends on who you are. You know, 
Uh, if you got some nice people on your team, you can't let Ben Harper get you. You can't be weak. I'll tell you that. As a leader, can't be weak. Can't be. You can't. Because Ben Harper eats your life. Yeah. <laughs> For example, I'll use this. Say, 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 Ben Harper, eat your lie. You can't yeah. be weak. That, that was a good point. Eat your I like him. So you, 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 you gotta have tough skin. Yeah, you gotta have tough skin being a leader in Ben Harbor. Saying about the mayor, you know, the streets, some of the streets, not all of them got fixed, but a lot of them got fixed. You know, so a lot of people go, oh, good job. We got the streets fixed, mayor. We didn't have other people like, hey, they speeding down the streets too fast. What we gonna do, mayor? Like, what do you want them to do? The people, you know, the, the people was they was living it up, you know. Yeah. It was um, like we, like like me and him just said it was, it was a lot of money, legal or illegal. I'm not sure, but it went through the city, you know. And it's just like he like you get the money fast and blow it fast, you know. It's like it's like that's the <laughs> that's the game, or get it fast and blow it fast instead of maybe investing in, in a part in the interview. Not sure exactly where it's at, but he, he talked about um how he liked to tell people. He big on the auction and the houses when mm-hmm. the auctions go for the houses. Yes, he right? is. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of the houses be cheap. And he was just like, you know, he tell people about the, some of the people with money, you know. And they tell them about the houses and, and you know, he said they, they really don't want to hear because they don't want to, they don't want to invest. They don't want to come out of the game. They, they don't want to 
get into the legal, yeah, the legal way way of making some money. You know, they they want to stay in that in that game. You know, in that that illegal game. You know, and what we talked we talked about earlier. Get it, if you in, and we I'm not, we not, we wasn't condoning that life, but if you in it, get in it and get out. Do what you need to do and get out of it. Yeah, it, it, it's going to lead to jail or or death, and that's the place we don't want to see. We're seeing too much of that in yeah. this community. Way too. You much. know, we're seeing young men dying. You know, we're seeing young men going to prison mm-hmm. again, leaving their families. Leaving their families, leaving their children, leaving their wives, leaving their mothers, mm-hmm. you know, mourning, you know, yeah. and there go again, the absent father, the absent father to these angry young men. Like I, t- um, Mayhem kind of talked about it. I did, a, um, I mean, like I said, I'm not just going to leave with my, you know, just because of my house, but you know, Ray, I'm pretty sure, you know, just his dad is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I seen him tr- try to help. So many people, you know, educated man. So I'm, I'm sitting my dad around Frenchard and, you know, always spoke, treated people with respect, <laughs> just helped anybody. So that's somebody I always respect and try to take after, you know, for me, I always try to help people. I mean, you got to watch people. You know, sometimes people have evil intentions, so you got to be careful who you watch. I gotta send my father Ralph Crenshaw. Okay. Okay. And, and, and that's a good thing to hear. Yeah. So the young man is yourself inspired by your father. A lot of that's not something you talk to a lot of young people and, and they say. I mean, I, I know that sounds yeah. bad, but it's, it's reality. Father um, in the home is like almost that. Yeah. It's not even normal to have your father at home. I um I did a I did a project um. That's when I kind of talked about my project that I did with some youth, yeah. you know, and, um, and I had them write, I had them write a letter to their father, whether good or bad, but you had, you, you had your father right here in front of you. What would you say? And I had them write a letter and the only person who read the letters was me. I didn't give them for nobody else to read. Um, they were angry. I had a few, a few young men. They might have some good things to say about their father, but the, the young men, they were angry. They were frustrated for their father not being there, for their father being absent, um, for their father not dealing with them for whatever reasons, not coming to support them for their basketball games, their football games, just, just being there for that support. You know, and I, I, I know personally, it means a lot having your, your father or, or your, you know, just having a support system there to support you. You know, I always talk to a lot of coaches how 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 many parents that don't show up. You know, mm-hmm. I always hear the, our baseball coach. He always talks about uh, we can have a home game and we got more we got more parents than came from Kalamazoo than we got here in our own town in Ben Harbor, Michigan. You know, not you might got two three parents out there. They got they got fifteen fifteen parents and came from Kalamazoo. You know, um, that's a part of just supporting our youth. You know, making them believe in that stuff and help it, showing that we care about them and that we support them. They're not even getting that from their homes. So it's just, um, it is a tough, a tough topic to talk about for us with our young people, you know, because they, they lacking that support. You know, um, they can get, you can get support from other people, but it means a lot when your family, when your parents support you. We give a little more than interview. Here we go. 
got and I and I kind of talked about about this what I just was talking about. Wait, before you start, I have a small story of the connection of even like when we talk about legacy of leadership and influence. I was um, a guest on a show with Mr. Ricky Hill. He does a show on Fridays. And on this okay. particular episode, he had um, basically an elder or a baby boomer and a millennial, which was myself. And, you know, you do the same thing even at the teen center with our young people. You ask, who are your people? And, you know, being from this small community, we're always asking each other, well, who, who are you related to? Who are your people? Yeah. So uh, Mr. Crenshaw did that to me and Mr. Ricky Hill was kind of running down like my family tree and Mr. Crenshaw leaned in and said, your grandfather got me my first job. Mm -hmm. And I sat there like, what? He said, the job that I retired from, your granddad put his name on the line to get me that job. And just hearing that, it, it was, and then hearing how like my grandfather modeled leadership, you know, being the justice of the peace and, you know, running, being very involved in politics and passing that on to me, just that model of leadership and influence. And then hearing how that same impact has been with Mr. Crenshaw and his son, Andre, it's like, how do we get away from that? Or how do we even go back to that? I think that is like seeing examples yeah. of that. Um, not only just in your household, but in your community and just saying like, I want to be more like that. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to share that personal story because I thought that was like the coolest thing because I really don't hear a whole lot because I don't really tell people like who I am or when people say, oh, your last name is Williams, you must be related to this. And I'm like, no, you probably don't know my people like mm -hmm. they're older or they're deceased. So, but yeah, yeah, just hearing that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Unless you wanted to get back to the to the to what Andre had to say. Yeah, let's you go. Know, me working at the teen center, and uh, I had quite a few boys. Letter, mm -hmm. hey, as these young father, you used to write them a letter. Anger, a lot of anger of uh, you know, and I see why a lot of them may be struggling in certain areas because they they angry. You gotta understand, you're always gonna love your mother and. You could be 50 years old, you're still going to be scared of your mother. Mm -hmm. but in the streets, uh, uh, and that's what your mom and the animal from the streets is two different things. Mm -hmm. Okay, mom ain't going to really hurt you, but okay, I'm, I'm off in these streets now. You, you need that father figure that's just going to chastise you. Since you, you ain't going to buff at your dad, and it's just, I understand these young girls make mistakes. You can't tell who's going to be a dead. But it's just like I lose the respect. When there's two, three, four kids, all of them dead, beat, baby, dead, uh, I can't, I can't feel sympathy. I feel sympathy for the kids, mm -hmm. but you know this guy was absolutely nothing, had absolutely nothing to offer. And that's what you get pregnant by. Mm -hmm. And that mentality, you gotta, you, until they break that mentality, it, it can't get better in the black community because you need. Positive motivation. Black I man, even if you was in the streets, okay, man, look, I got this money, I flipped it, I left it alone. That can motivate, okay? But it's no motivation. Positive motivation. No positive mm -hmm. motivation. 
Okay. Um, what does power and influence look like in this community? Power and influence. I mean, I believe what we need. Okay, we need we need more police. But with, with power and influence, I wish they had a program where young men from our community graduate 18 and it was a fund. I don't know how much the school costs or they pay for. We need people in our community. Come on, I got a college degree, no criminal record. When I get pulled over, they just see the color of the skin. Mm -hmm. So with that power, you know, I'm a black man, I'm going to work and who wants to get disrespected by the police. Yeah. And they don't, I mean, not all of them, but a very high percentage, you know, you, you hear a racist joke, the ha ha, what's, what's funny? Somebody's laying there dead, what's so funny? They don't have respect. So we need somebody in our community to, okay, okay, today was, a year ago, his mom got killed, okay? I'm talk with him instead of taking him to jail and rough him up. You know, because once you get in that system over that barren county, you don't get sentenced once again in power. You, you commit a crime, they don't sentence you on a crime. You get sentenced off the color of your skin first. Then you get sentenced. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, your power, we don't have the power right now. We know we have the power. Like I, I got um I had someone tell me like um now but there we talked about um he was talking about how we we maybe need more police officers from this from from the community. And I know me and you had this conversation before, even about teachers from the community, you know, that that live in our communities, you know. Mm -hmm. That was a big thing when we when we were younger. Yeah. You know, a lot of police officers they lived in the community, uh the teachers stayed in the community, went to church with some of these with these some of these same people. So they cared about the community. They knew yeah. your family. They, you know, they because they, I can say it's a small town. A lot of people knew everybody. So it was just like the respect was there from both parties, from the, the adults to, to, you know, and, and they act, the, the adults actually cared because they might have knew your ain't Yang Robert Jean or your Yang Sally May. They knew them. So mm -hmm. it was just that that togetherness we had back then, you know, and that's, that's lost here now. You know, we, we got a lot of outsiders coming in to fulfill, fulfill these jobs. Like, why why none of these jobs are going to Ben Harbor people? Yeah. You know, we got teachers. We got a lot of teachers and officers in Kalamazoo. Grand Rapids. Creek, you know, Grand Rapids, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, then we can't pay the teachers. Like, it's like, we got to find a solution to bring that back, bring our yeah. people back here. We we got scholars. Mm -hmm. We got scholars. We're not sure that no matter what they say about Ben Harbor High School, people going out coming out of that Ben Harbor High School and, and they've been successful. But that's again, that's not being put on the forefront. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, been in the black community. That's like, I hate to watch the news, but it's always you know it's always some negative stuff. You know that's glorified. Uh, the articles, there's always some negative stuff. Whether Bigging up that positive thing that that young man or that young lady did or that person, period. You know, whether no matter the age, we always glorify the negative and the news glorifies the negative. Nobody wants to hear positive. Mm -hmm, it's like social mm -hmm. media is another out, another outlet for the community, another news outlet. Like I can get on, the, I can get on social media seven eight o'clock in the morning and find out what happened last night. Yeah, you know, no matter was it 
a fight, whether it was somebody arguing, whether somebody that died, you know, sad to say. And the family don't even know yet, but it's on social media. You know, but it's just like we we just got to stop glorifying the negativity in this community. You know, and because people hurt. People yeah. are really hurting in this community. And we got to start the healing process. That's why I love what you do with the, the grief. Shouts out to that, too. Thank um, you. And it is grief. But a lot of people exactly. need that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't cue. <laughs> so what was your biggest takeaway from even participating in this project? And are you willing to participate in more opportunities to collect stories, especially of people in the community of Ben Harbor? Um, I really enjoy this process and um, the people that I interviewed, I really enjoyed the conversations because um, these are conversations that need to be had. But they're not being had, you know, mm-hmm. so like I'm giving people an opportunity. I think, well, I think we're giving people an opportunity to express how they really feel about the community because they probably won't have these conversations with no one, but maybe their friend or their homeboy, homegirl. They're not they're not sharing them with people outside of their circles, giving the people an opportunity to talk about how they feel about the community and how they think we could change what they think influences or what leadership is in our community. I think it's a good outlet for the people. And then some of it, just interviewing the people, kind of helped me, you know, helped mm-hmm. me in the process, you know. Like, like when Andre said something about um, his father inspired him, you know, it kind of hit me. I'm just like, you know, us as black fathers, like he said, a lot of them, it's a big percentage of us not in the uh, home with our children. And I have three kids of my own. And um, we all got to do better. I, I have to do better. And I'm encouraging all men in this community to do better um because our children need us and um that was a big key that i got from that conversation you know it's just like okay i would love i would love for my kids to grow up and if someone asked them that question about what inspired them mm-hmm. to say hey my, my dad inspired inspired me to to do this or do that you know and the positive things you know so yeah that was yeah. something that i really took which is big because every day you just don't hear a young black man say, oh, they inspired by their father. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always the an athlete or yeah. You know, well, you know, I'm going to be that guy that can, can be that. So, like I say, I can start today. We start doing, we're doing better and uh, I end up and start doing better and let's try to take back our community. Because right now, the, the, the drug dealer or the, the, the media, the social media, you know, they, they, they're controlling it. You know, we got to start with us. You know, we got to start with us. We got to make some, like you said, um, you blame the mayor for everything. What are you doing mm-hmm. for your community? What are you doing for your street? What are you doing for your, your yard? You know? Like you, you, you walk through and you see the houses and trash all in the yard. You know, you don't go to the other communities and see this. I can go right across that bridge. I don't see trash on the streets. I don't see trash in the yards. You know, they, they take, they, they take pride in their homes. We got to start taking pride in something besides negative things. You know, we got to, we got to start doing better. We're taking pride of where we live and, and how we live, showing better examples 
or the youth. You know, because a cliche, children are the future, which is it's big. And I believe that 100% that kids are the future. But we got to set the path. We got to show them the right way because they don't know. And we don't got all the answers. That's why we got to come together and work as a team, as a unit to push this city forward, this great city of Ben Harbor forward. Well, that's it. <laughs> Thank you for uh, talking with us today, Larry, and even sharing the conversations that you had with some of our community members and how we can hopefully impact change on the 49022, especially with using these stories, using our voices more than anything. So we will see you guys again next week when it comes to hearing about these stories and around influence, power, and leadership in the 49022. See you then. Live in peace. I believe that this series, Everyday People of the 49022, is almost over. Can you believe it? I can't either. But clearly, we are past. Um, we've given you more episodes because we've had more conversations. And we'll be wrapping up this series in just a few more episodes. But that wraps up our conversation with Larry today. So you have to come back next week. So we can give you a little bit more. Okay. See you then.